Please join with me, brothers and sisters, yes, sir. in extending a warm Washington, D.C. vibration. Yeah. Black Broadway, baby. Episode point one. We ain't got to double white yet. This is point one. One tip. Let's do it. Yeah. Right? Man, right. just wanna say, man, we here live and direct. Shout out to my special guest in the building, Young Zay. Say what up to the people. What up? Zay in the building. Yeah, yeah. Bring some might know up. me as uh, Vito Bronson. Some That's might know me as Zay. Some might know me as that nigga who you gotta cut the check to. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> I think we gotta cut the check too. That's who he is. This is Black Broadway. We out here, young man. Just aiming to bring you a real podcast. Straight from the streets of Washington, D.C. Broadcasting live from uptown. And we just gonna do it, man. We just gonna set this thing straight, yo. All Pretty right. much. That's what it's about. There you go. You know, waiting so on the Redskins season. That's all it's about. <laughs> the fucking Redskins is like the hardest job in Washington, D.C., dog. Niggas is Redskins fans. For what reason? I don't know. It's that hometown <laughs> love, man. We want that parade, man. Yo, we want that parade, <laughs> son, man. Worse than that, I mean, I've been to the Super Bowl parades, dog. I, I've seen this. With I want, my own I want, eyes. I want, a, I want a 2015 version exactly. of that. Can we get that? I don't know. I don't know. I got I, an eight year old son. We need this. Hey, look, I'm sure a lot of the the other fans of the teams, the other teams in the NFL, will probably try to shit on our dream because we did not have a good season last year. But, yeah, well, you know, that, it's about to reset. We still here, nigga. We ain't going nowhere, yo. And on that note, I'd like to welcome y'all to Black Broadway, man. For real, yo. This is some shit we just trying to do. Like, let me just lay it out straight for you just to get you set and get you set up for what we doing here, all right? First of all, we are Washington, D.C. natives. We grew up in this town when it wasn't shit here. Now it's this super fly, beautiful, gentrified, you know, capital of the world. Yeah. And nobody's more happy about that than us, for real. Hey, really? But at the end of the day, you can't push the people that was here nah. out. And you can't forget about us. Because nah. we made this poppin'. And that's why I call this show Black Broadway. This take you all the way back to the 1920s on U Street, all right? Okay. That's what it was originally called. Before it was any type of... You know, Harlem. This is before Harlem. This predates Harlem, all right? Okay. This is actually where all the black artists and all the black dignitaries and debutantes came to be seen and to be, you know, noticed and to socialize with their peers and their equals. U Street, Washington, D.C., the home of one of the first really substantial and powerful communities of educated and relatively affluent African Americans. You know what I'm saying? This is where, you know, you get people like Duke Ellington. This is where you get people such as Langston Hughes and Paul Lawrence Dunbar. You know, this is where all of that comes from. So it's a deep sense of history. And this is just a nod. Black Broadway just a nod to that. Because we ain't come up in that. We come from the U Street where it wasn't no white people in Coffer the street. Coffer House. Coffer House. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Club, Hollywood. Club Hollywood. Club <laughs> Hollywood. You know, Club U. Republic Gardens. You know, we do it for that era. Yeah. We do it for that time. We do. Hey, it. but look, I didn't even know all of that Black Broadway history that you hey. just dropped. I'm, I'm here to enlighten I'm here, me. I'm here to drop jewels, man. I'm hey, here to drop jewels. Bring your shit up. Yeah, I'm, I'm here to drop jewels. And look, we just running a test right now, so we working on the sound quality, and we just working on things. So you know, bear with us right now. We sitting right here in my apartment at an undisclosed location. Mm -hmm. Tucked off, you know what I'm saying? True. And we doing shit, man. Burning the spliff. That's what positivity is involved. Right? You know. Hold up. 
It's all about that creative energy, man. I woke up feeling that shit. I'm glad my brother hit me up so that we could yo. express our creativeness to the world because I have several different venues. Bro, and this shit, is, yo, this is one you, that the universe the led me The is a powerful towards. thing, fam, because I'm sitting at Chi <laughs> House fucking with Chi with his blue mic, and I'm like, damn, man, I don't have a blue mic, but I ain't got the bread to go buy that joint right now. You know what I'm saying? Just but like, you already got my number like, in your phone. But I got, and then, and then the crazy shit is like, I don't want to hit my man up and make him feel like, you know, I'm just hitting him up, just like when I need some shit. But he called me. I get to my car and he's called me. And like, like literally 20 minutes ago, you were calling. I was like, get the fuck. I was just sitting there thinking about this nigga. I left my phone in the car. Real I, I wish you would call me up more so, so we so we could create and and put shit out in the world because that's what it's about. That man. is like, what it's about. You man. know, I do a lot of fucking work mm. and lift shit and mm. and use my brain for motherfuckers who can't use their own brain. And um, talk about it. <laughs> it's yeah. good to just put you know the thoughts in my brain and the the desires in my heart out there. You know what I'm saying? Cause Absolutely. I'm not really about all this corporate and all that. That nah. shit is cool and all that. Yeah, nigga want the money and yeah. I want the suit and a nice car and a fly mansion and all that we shit. We gonna but, get all of that. You know, like I don't have to kiss the white man's ass to get it. You know, that's nah. that's basically. And we not going. You know, the that. white man can see me as an equal because everybody want equal. Equal yeah. this, equal that. Everybody so, is equal, you know, know what I'm saying? Because we men. And at the end of the day, yeah. we're not going to allow nobody to take nothing from us. And we're going to take what we want. You know what I'm saying? We're going to come and claim and stake our claim on what we want. And that's what we want right here. We want to get out here and we want to basically get our voices heard. Pretty Just much. to give a little bit of background, me and my brother right here, my man Zane, fucking Skrilliamson from way back in the day. <laughs> Look, me and this brother met each other when we was young kids, man, like 15, 16 years old, as rappers, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we was cats who rap, man, and not just like any old rappers. I not like, even was. Like, you know I still rap. We he still, still rap. rap. You know, we it's still just, do that, but that's, you know, we all... Creative we, outlets. We have several different... We come from the 90s ways. where you had to be able to rap to call yourself a rapper. And it wasn't even that cool to be a rapper because nah. niggas thought it wasn't cool to know how nah, to Everybody rap. was in a go-go band. <laughs> everybody was in a band and shit. So we come from that era. <laughs> so it's like to see everybody now running around talking about the boys in the studio, I'm rapping, yak, yak, yak. It's funny. And it's cool because we see that you're doing that and it's cool that hip-hop culture is that big and that, that you know, kids really want to do this. It's a, it's a great outlet. However, we always did it. We always try to do it for the right reasons. And the right reasons is to be heard, to have something to say. I'm not on this mic talking just cause to be talking. I got some shit to say. I just got off the phone with my mama. My mama just says shit. I told her I was doing this and she said, yo, you definitely should do this because you have that much to say. You probably need a podcast. <laughs> I was like, yo, you talking some real, man. So like me and this brother, we, we linked up and we sit here because we got things to say. And we said here, much. been we, saying shit for years. Been saying shit for years, but niggas ain't listening. It's 2015, and niggas there's ain't more listening. platforms to make people listen, to exactly. give people an opportunity exactly. to listen if they want to listen. Because yeah. at this point, I don't care if you listen or not. Bro. And I, just, I don't got to jump on the stage point, you know? with a chain to make you listen. Yeah, I just, I just want to do my part, make my points, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and put it out there. If you want to receive it, you can receive it. You know? Word. And hopefully, like, my experiences are hope. The next motherfucker trying to experience Word. whatever they trying to Speak experience. Up, right? So you can get on. Yeah, that. I'm not trying to dominate the podcast and nah. shit because you know my voice is. 
I always got told that in class. Like, you got this loud-ass voice. I think that's something that we both have in common. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's something that all my friends have in common. We're all loud people. We all got something to say. All right? Yeah. What, my, what my bad 3,000 say? It's just, South got something, something to say. say. Something, something to say, Playboy. You know what I'm saying? South got something to say. Hey, look, I got that, too. We can throw that in there. We, know, can, we can throw that. We can get into a little, little bit of that chunky, right chunky, chunky fry. You know Some chunky fry. Like, I'll right bring out the chunky fry. For real. And then that's another, <laughs> and that's another thing also that's important, and that's going to be a, a running theme in Black Broadway. We hip-hop niggas. We are real-life Hip hop, not even rap, just hip hop. I think I think we have an appreciation for, for music, music in general. Like, cause you listen to some shit that dude, I listen. To I've never listened to, and I'm I, I'm sure I've got some shit on my shit that you probably don't want to dig into my Spotify playlist. I recently played on Spotify and say it's it's, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing, man. You know music is definitely a beautiful thing, man. It's you know, a lot of people try to take it and, and manifest bullshit with it, but nah. at the end of the day, man, you can manifest a lot of positivity with the music GoPro just went dead on me it's all good we rolling you know, man like how many minutes are we, we into we got this right footage now? we nine minutes into this yeah, right we now gonna, this we gonna good. make the little commercial with the GoPro word so <laughs> let's, let, 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 let's go into this a little bit for a minute okay. with this music and this rap shit okay alright see it. now I love music like Zay said I do and I listen to a little bit of everything yes I do and I'm, I'm definitely very well versed my dad used to be a DJ he turned me on to so much stuff like as a kid that my horizons were so broad and also like culturally who I am it's like I'm just a person who wants to go experience different things like I grew up in DC yeah where it wasn't no other cultures like I, if you wanted to like be involved in something other than quote unquote nigga shit like you had to kind of like seek that shit out a little bit cause they wasn't it was there for you it though. was there for you exactly you just there. had to seek it out and you just had to be one of those people I, I was one of those people so therefore like when it comes to like music, especially when it comes to hip hop, like uh, my appreciation for this shit is so deep because like we used to listen to records, we used to listen to like Pete Rock and Premiere, and we used to listen to the records where they got that shit from. We had those records, mm -hmm. we actually owned them. You know what I'm saying? Like it's one time, man, sick cousin uh, Nelson, my nigga Nelson came through and dropped like. A whole apartment worth of records on us, and this had to be like '97. That hey, shit look, was retarded. I was, just, I was just talking about that with Rod. That, that shit really happened. Rod. He gave some 16 year olds a, a treasury of music. Like, you know what I'm saying? A treasury. Yeah, Rod shit. used to steal records from my parents and bring them and bring them over. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> and then we used to buy records. We used to go to little places like 12 inch or places like flea markets, Row House Oldies, and buy shit because we needed that shit. Because we was going to take it and use it and make things happen. So like. When you get when you we get to talk about music, we coming from it from a whole nother angle as dudes who actually are creators. But we not here to beat you in the head with our mixtapes or nothing. Like nah. that. So don't never think that. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, like we niggas who can, who can do that. Hey, I might, <laughs> I, anything can come in here and think that they can rap. Like you gonna have to prove it to me. And, and I'm going to show and prove with, with you because that's what I like to do. This is fun. You know what I'm saying? Like I got bars. Period. Zane, you got bars? I got plenty of bars. Bars. Bars, right. bars so, on top of bars. So that's all we're going to say about that. But I, but I, but just know that our hip-hop commentary and our hip-hop opinions or whatever It comes from informed, a genuine place, Right. Man. They informed by that. They it comes from here. more so, like, yeah. at the end of the day, man, like, not I, here made, to hate on niggas. I made a lot of music, but at the end of the day, man, I'm just a fan, man, like... Mm -hmm. 
I I started off a fan, you know, right. like you my, my my desire to do music came from being a fan of the shit. Thank like, you, dog. You remember <laughs> when we used to like we idolize rappers, nigga. We cut school to go beat Eric Sermon and Red Man yeah. on, on more than one occasion. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, motherfuckers, man. I remember when niggas cut school to go get the ODB album. Niggas left. I mean, <laughs> niggas lived off of like dice games to the soundtrack of Bold Thugs and Harmony. Like, and that's the thing. Also, here's another thing about being from DC. See, like, we got a little bit of everything going on here, especially when it comes to like hip hop. Like, you got your down south crew. This is definitely a heavy down south city. Oh, like. Yeah. Scarface and the Ghetto Boys and the whole rap a lot mafia is gods out here. The whole rap a lot catalog, the swap house, you had to have the swap house, the no limit catalog, the cash money catalog. So like, I'm just as well versed in that as I am in the classic showbiz and AG and Diamond D and digging in the Craze Crew and the fucking. I mean, we could even take it further back than that with like. Real classic like hip hop shit with the Native Tongues movement and oh, you yeah, know Daylight Tribe and the Jungle Brothers and Hey look, I was you, riding you know, around listening to Planet Rock the other day. So. Why not? <laughs> Just cause I felt good. Fuck yeah, with Bad Bunny, man. Yo, I've been in my '90s bag recently on um, Spotify. <laughs> Cause I was just telling this nigga, man, yo, I've been listening to too much Future, dog. Like uh, Future about to have me popping Xanax out here, like, and I don't even live my life like that. <laughs> this nigga got me wildin', son. Like, but I like that shit. So it's like I like new music. I like a lot of this new shit. That's like, hey, look, I'm young, but I'm older. That's all. Like, I'm just like I'm old enough to know better, but young enough to still not give a fuck. Word to Fab. That's <laughs> like definitely perfectly describes my. Station in life right now, and like, yo, we out here, we trying to do some shit that's going bad, make it pop, man. Like, I want my, I want people to come on this podcast and be like, yo, man, this shit cool, man. This nigga cool, he know what he's talking about, and he fun to talk to. And I want people to come on and see us and like hear us and and, and get our advantage point of life, cause this shit is different. This shit ain't the same old blah blah regular that you know the media be trying to feed you or that like. You know, and like videos. Yeah, like that shit ain't that shit ain't real life, man. Niggas gotta go to work, dog. Niggas got bills to pay. Niggas got children to take care of. Yeah, niggas got girlfriends to be getting on their nerves. Niggas got jobs <laughs> to get on their nerves. Niggas got real life to live. So while motherfuckers is out here talking about motherfucking Bugattis and all this stupid shit, that shit is cool. That shit, that shit is cool, but that's not your real life. I saw a dude who had a Bugatti. In 2000 and fucking, what was that? Scott Sorch, uh Cribs was like 2004 or some that shit was like a that. a long time ago. But yeah. why should it, how was it a long time ago for a $3 million car? I mean. How do you go from having a $3 million car to having nothing? In, in, any, in a lifetime. Years. Yeah, in a you. lifetime. I feel you. How do you do that in a lifetime? It's so just, like, you know, it's America's just. America's fucked up. Exactly. You know? It's not even <laughs> just America's fucked up. Like. The culture and the society is fucked up to where though people feel like living excessively or living like this extravagant-ass lifestyle is the goal of life. And it's like, no, my nigga, do you realize in order for you to have a $3 million car, you know how many motherfuckers can't have a car? <laughs> for you to have a, do you realize that? I mean, it's like a real checks and balances thing because don't think that you're just going to have $3 million cars and it's going to be world peace. No. Motherfuckers have to suffer in order for things like that to happen. And if you cool with that, then, like, that's your goal in life. You're one of those people. 
Well, that's wild that you said that. Because I, I was thinking about, like, you know, people be saying a lot of bullshit, and especially when people died and this happened and that happened. And I'm not even going to get into all that speculation, but I was watching The Departed, right? One of my favorite movies. Oh. <laughs> Yo, shout out to my set. Like, I got bad DVDs because I kind of collect DVDs. So, I niggas said The Departed. Died on this, but yeah. yeah, but I got The Departed right here, though. Just pick that up for niggas. Yeah, but I was watching that, but... It's a great movie. A line that really fucked my head up in that movie, because there's always, like, one line every movie that just fucks my head up, blows my mind. Um... Jack Nicholson said, a lot of people had to die for me to be me. Yeah. A lot. And I was like, damn, homie, is it? You know what I'm saying? Like, That's hey, the you was the man, but. A lot of people like, had to get it. Right. For him to be who he is. And, then, like, that, and then in the end, he just ended up slumped, slumped over in a fucking. Dog, that's uh, all. Fucking, what was that though? It wasn't a forklift. What is that shit? The uh, a bulldozer. Bulldozer. Yeah, yeah. He, he ends up slumped over in the fucking bulldozer. So, like, so for what? Hey, like, look, everybody died, so you can. Exactly. <laughs> and listen, here's the deal. Everybody's gonna die. Okay. I was telling the nigga this the other day. We talk about like not to kind of like drastically shift gears, but same thing. Like we talk about all these racial injustices and things of that nature. And it was a, it was a young lady, and she was talking some shit like. You know, like shit gonna get worse, it's gonna be war and da. And I'm like, yo, I think we've all proven as black people over the last hundred years or so that we could die like shit. <laughs> like we we are definitely capable of dying. Like I don't think that they don't respect our ability to die. I don't think that that's not I don't think that's a question. I think the goal the thing is like, nigga, live and survive hey, this that? shit. Live. How Beat these that? motherfuckers. See, we had this conversation. <laughs> we talk about, like, bigotry versus systematic racism. And she was all saying, like, yeah, like, I'm trying to fight, like, this hatred and this, that, and third. And I'm like, yo, I hear you. But if I had to pick between fighting hatred and fighting systematic racism, I'm going to take systematic racism. Yeah. Because systematic racism is a system. And all systems have what? Flaws. There's no such thing as a perfect system no, in any true. capacity, okay? In, in any area of life, there is no perfect system, okay? So yeah. That I mean, was the whole point of the Matrix. Right. That was what Neo right, was. Right. Neo was, was the, the flaw. The, the flaw. He was the flaw. And, this, and, and it was a lot more like him, though. That was the whole thing. Right. He wasn't there were by five himself. Or six. There yeah, were five or six. Five or six versions of this flaw. Right. He wasn't by himself. <laughs> So at the end of the day, you got to realize that, like, if you want to change the system, then you got to find these flaws in the system. And you got to exploit that shit and burn that shit out to the point where it's not just a flaw. It's how the system is now. Because we all figured out how to work it. And, like, that takes ingenuity. That takes that takes a different kind of courage than it takes to go out here and bust your gun. Like, niggas yeah. bust their gun every day. Niggas bust their gun every day on motherfuckers who don't even matter. Like, I mean, I was telling somebody that the other day, though. Like, bust their gun every day. Man. Like, somebody <laughs> asked me, like, uh, what do I think about, you know, cuz who went to church and all that shit? And, like, what should we do? And I'm like, well, the first thing we got to realize is that 
We're not going to win at violence. You know? like, We're not. They got some guns that we have not even seen. That's yet. what I'm saying. Like, they're really good at that violent shit. Norfolk Grumman and Bowen cannot wait. What? Yes, please, please. Please. Please be on some violent shit. Please That's what they said violence. over here thinking. So. They instigate violence all over the world for that reason. Yeah, like, man. Like, so rockets. If, if you want to, like, really make the change, then it's not going to be through, you know, straight up violence. It's like, just not. Hey, that might help. Help. That might wake some it's people gonna up help. to. It's gonna help. It's gonna. Know, that's gonna that, come that a time. Might wake some people up to the the urgency of the need for change. But at the end of the day, it's not gonna be the violence that changes things. Nope. It's, it's, it's gonna be something. It's gonna be the thing that that trumps violence. It's right. gonna be the the big joke of the violence. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Whatever that Whatever is. Whatever that is. Who, whoever can figure that out. Right. <laughs> and, and it's really gonna be some like super deep. Like meditative, like really intelligent shit. I see that it's gonna be some higher level shit. It's gonna be of the higher no. vibration than no, and most that's what it's about. It's about that ever. vibration. Yeah. Somebody told me like the the pyramids and shit was built from the top down. <laughs> now, now if you can. <laughs> Fathom the level that these people were on. Of intelligence. Right. The pyramid from the top down back then. You know, like what what type of. Unfathomable. Yeah, what type of vibrations was they on? Because, you know, that's that's the type of shit we're going to have to get back to to even. Exactly. Get past all this, like you said, systematic racism racism and and foolishness. And that's again, that's what Black Broadway is about, baby. We're going to start the discussion. We go, We want to start the discussion. We want to talk about these kind of things because a lot of people sit around talking about bullshit. Bullshit. They Lean. sit around and talk Pills. about pussy, pussy, and motherfucking uh, chains and tennis chains. shoes and shit. Diamonds. Like nigga, I like chains and tennis nigga, shoes. Nigga, my too. shoes are fresh as shit. I got some <laughs> clip bottoms on my <laughs> shit, baby. Hey, Nikes with the clip bottoms, baby. That <laughs> we from DC. Like you know, if anything you know about a DC nigga, that nigga got sneakers. Yo, like you never met a DC nigga with wax sneakers. Like niggas be wearing phones and everything. That shit too, but it's it's, DC yeah, niggas. Nigga, like we also live in DC. Like, right. You know, we we come from a real environment. Yo, we come from a real ass place, and like it's like a lot of times, like I feel like there's only two like different perspectives that are respected. It's like this super educated perspective. And then there's this super hood, super ignorant, super chatty perspective. Like, you got to realize that more people fall in the middle of that spectrum than, like, than not. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people are definitely educated up to a certain extent. But a lot of people who are really intelligent realize that, yo, you know what? Owen motherfucking... Dillard University or Columbia or whoever, this extra 100K is not going to make the impact in my life that I really think it's going to make. I could rather be out here being an entrepreneur or being the type of person that goes to work and that establishes the type of life that they want to live early and buys a home and makes investments or a type of person that really is trying to look for something outside of that to fulfill them because you got to be fulfilled in yourself. You got to feel good about what you're doing. Like, Fuck the bullshit. Like, I look, I wake up every day and I go to work and I like what I do. I wish I didn't have to do it so much, but I like what the fuck I do. So at the end of the day, like, that is the only thing that allows me to do it. Because if I didn't like it, my nigga, I wouldn't do it no more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you know, and Zay, you know me. I don't walk out of a job like when niggas, hey, most niggas, sweet job. most niggas <laughs> break their neck to do what I was doing, man. I walked the fuck out. Like, I'm going to holler at y'all niggas, man. You know what I'm saying? And, like, 
Yo, see, look at and look at how this the podcast rolling right now. We twenty three minutes in. See, it ain't nothing. Ain't nothing. I'm rolling up. We going And now imagine <laughs> if I have a guest and like I'm talking to this person and I'm like, yo, we got things to talk about. Like I'm interviewing you. Like you talking. And I'm just sitting here listening because that's really what I want to do more of. I'm right. talking right now just because we're talking. Right, right, but right. I would, and we ain't got no guests. Yeah, we ain't got no guests. <laughs> and we smoking, nigga. As a matter of fact, hold on a second, man. So, say, talk to the people, man. Tell us something. I'm about to get a beer, man. That's all good. Grab me a beer, too. Cause I'm a con- I well, I Grab it. me some water or something. Okay. <laughs> I got wine. Uh, whatever, well, man. I got a beer, too. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's whatever. Okay. And hey man, right now I'm just you rolling up the finest of the finest while he goes gets the beard. I I don't I don't have anything to do today. My cool. work is for tomorrow. Today exactly. is actually my day off too. Exactly. Cause I gotta go to yoga, <laughs> so I'm gonna be lightly drunk. He gave me a beer called Raging Bitch. Yo, that Raging and, Bitch I had you out there in the streets. Belgian style, India Fly, Pale Ale, Flying Dog IPA. So, that's a local brewery. Shout out to them. Out Kill in, uh, knows about all Maryland. the local breweries. He told me about this other kind called, what, D.C. Brow? D.C. Brow. Yeah. yeah, we keeping it local because he's drinking a fly dog and I just popped open the Natty Bow, National Bohemian. Shout out to Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. Yes, the deep beer of Baltimore, right Maryland. Up, right up the, no doubt. Right up the way. I do have some good times. Oh, it's this place, man, up in Baltimore. Since I'm talking now, mm-hmm. uh, have you been there? It's called Fells Point. It's awesome. Have you been to Fells Point? I haven't really fucked with Fells Point. Oh, like, you should totally go. You should totally go. Yeah. Is this place? They um, Sundays they got uh, oysters. My girl's like she love you oysters. like oysters. See, we were talking about this I, the other day. I ate a dozen oysters. Bucket shucks. That's what they are. You give the man a dollar and he shucks an oyster for you. And it's oysters on a half shell. Bucket shucks. It's awesome. You can sit outside and eat bucket shucks at Fells Point. It's I will give that man awesome. $20. He's like, sir, just keep them coming. It's fucking awesome. Like, my girl kind of fell back from the oysters because somebody said something about some flesh eating. It's not good for It's not a, a women's thing. Like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Men, we, drink, we eat oysters and put that work in. That vitality. Put that work in. <laughs> Breaking backs, back. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but she likes them or whatever. So, hey, yo, no doubt. But, but yeah, yeah, totally I mean, that's that. the way I understood oysters always. Like, you know, you, you, you eat some oysters, and then you go. Oh no, nah, I put my work in. <laughs> True stamina game is, is definitely there. Where? What time is it? <laughs> it's five o'clock. This stamina is game is definitely. I got there. yoga. I got yoga today at eight o'clock. This is gonna be my first time ever going to a yoga class. I don't even know what to wear for real. I'm just gonna wear my little shorts and my little motherfucking Yeezy tank top and uh, my Yeezy. Little, my Yeezy's tank top, yo. I'm fly, <laughs> man. I get flower niggas like Yeezy. I don't come no. You ain't got no Yeezy. You ain't got no Yeezy. So I don't. I don't go nowhere and not get fly. So I'm gonna get flower niggas and I'm just gonna. Do some yoga, and you know, hopefully I meet some some yoga jokes. You know, I, want, I need Janelle Monae in yoga pants today. Right? Uh, you think she's going to show up on First Street? Yeah, I think she's. The body flicks called me if she does. So Yo, I'll, I'll I need her to That's for sure. My shot. Hey, look, that's what this whole year is about. That's what this whole podcast is about. That's what this whole game is about. Hey, right shoot your shot. Shoot I mean, your look, I've been saying that shot. shit for the past three years. What? Shoot the shot. Shoot the shoot. Shoot the shoot. Shoot the Jays, got Shoot it! it. Shoot it! 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 Shoot
Yeah. So how do you feel about uh, <laughs> the NBA Finals that just passed or whatever? Hey, well, look, I got to say, big shout out to the Golden State Warriors, man. That, that team out there, that's a, that's a first-class uh, organization. And... I really respect what Steph Curry went out there and did, man. I went out there. I've been out there to uh, the Oracle Arena before. I was in, um, you know, I was in Oakland like a year ago, and I went out there to a game. They was actually playing by beloved but terrible New York Knicks. No, I don't want to. <laughs> How you want to talk about it right now? You're a rap on Hey, <laughs> hey even, though, even though my team deserves an ad lib as well. <laughs> your yo. team is trash, man. <laughs> but your team ain't been starting. I, I got He's my Lakers. colors on, though. I still He's, got my colors on. I sent the cross you know. from here with my, my, my West Coast enemy Lakers fan <laughs> here. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know why I hate the Lakers, but I do. I just I, you know, like I don't hate the Knicks, though. That's crazy. I know. I because I lived in New York as well. Yes, so. yo, this is Brooklyn right here. You know what I'm saying? I lived in New York. I lived in, I lived in Brooklyn. Brooklyn and Brookland. How about exactly. that? Exactly. <laughs> yes, right. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. You know what I'm saying? We out here. DC to NYC. Hey, nigga, we done but, it, uh, man. Yeah, I mean, like that year that Pat and them went to the finals against Hakeem, man. I was I was rooting heavy for them, man. It's just Stocks couldn't get his J right, man. I think I cried that year, <laughs> man. I should have dog. I should have motherfucking real life hey. tear. I hey. shed a big, large, real life tear on the floor. You like. know, I, I, had, I, had, I had some times where I wasn't, you know... Waving the Laker flag proudly, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the Nick Van Exel, oh, years. The, the dark times, <laughs> the, the dark times of that. But I used to Sally Van Exel, though. Like, who was y'all center? Was it Sally? Was who was it? Nah, uh, Sally came in, uh, yeah, he came and in got some rings. He got rings, Shaq, yeah. like, he didn't do no work, he, he got some rings. Who yeah. was y'all center? It was so uh, no, we had Vladdy. Yeah. Talking about Vladi. Yeah, he's that all the years. The Fluffmaster. Yeah, flop flop yes. <laughs> that shit was trash. But nah, like, let me get back to these Warriors, man. Look, I'm sitting here right now looking at this W. I got, I was out there reading, right? I bought this W. They got the West Side W foam figurehead. That shit, I thought that shit was hot. So I had to buy that. So, you know, I got that shit. I put it on my wall. Lo and behold, a year later, the Warriors win the championship. So I just feel like I, I called it early. Even if I didn't call it, I called it, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and they was balling, man. They, the boys was they balling. They played some good basketball. They it was got, fun to know, watch. It man. was real fun to I watch. I enjoyed watching it, man. It's I ain't enjoyed the finals like that in a while, to be quite hey, honest. Hey, man, how about LeBron, though, man? LeBron did the thing. LeBron you know, played he took tough, a, man. He took an L, man. But that was, that was a performance for the ages we Shit. watched, man. Like, I take it back to another. He played great. <laughs> word I'll take it back to even another item nigga I got a Cleveland Cavaliers hat that's like maybe the greatest hat one of the greatest hats I own it's tight hat but you know the niggas is losers and I wasn't supposed <laughs> Oh shit! I wasn't supported. The niggas is losers. I wasn't supported. The hat is buttery though. The hat flies a little Mitchell and Ness joint. The shit's the shit tight. So, I mean, I had to rock it a couple of times, but, you know, that's something you wear, like, a low-key, you know, you just Yeah, man, t-shirt. I feel for LeBron, man. He, talk, <laughs> he talks a lot, man. He doesn't really I mean, back it up like he's supposed to. He does, though, but he has, he puts a lot on he his shoulders. He backs it up with stats and he puts a lot wins, on, man. He puts a lot on his shoulders, man. He got to chill, man. You got to stop trying to be everything to everybody. You especially got to stop trying to be everything to the city of Cleveland, Ohio. Look, let me say this before I even go on this little rant. <laughs> oh, I fuck with niggas from Cleveland, yo. My dudes from Cleveland that I know, I fuck with. Hardcore. 
Ohio bitches, oh my God, it goes down. Y'all, we love y'all out here in D.C. And y'all love us, and that's awesome. You know what I'm saying? But these fucking fans and these crackers out there in Ohio and Cleveland is trash. <laughs> trash. They're the worst. I hate these motherfuckers. Like, that whole entire scenario of being so entitled and feeling so entitled that you gonna burn this nigga jersey in the street like he owe you something you know right. what I'm saying I ain't like the whole ass way he did it neither but fuck him you know what I'm saying that's how you do shit like you know you gotta grow up and learn from that don't do that again don't be coming on TV making announcements and shit nigga just make your move and keep it pushing like if he did you know had some different <coughs> backing perhaps somebody would have spoke to him and told him that but I feel like I the, don't, I'm the not fans, mad at that. I'm mad at the city of Cleveland and the fans yeah, and the way that they treated him and the way that Dan Gilbert treated him. Dan Gilbert don't deserve no fucking championship trophy. Fuck him. He don't deserve that shit. He ain't deserve it this year. He damn sure ain't deserve it this year. He don't I deserve I tell you what, if Kyrie shit. ain't bring his fucking knee, because might have got that job. How you <laughs> look? The same nigga you wrote a scathing letter about in Comic Sans font. Now... Is your favorite person? He wrote wrote that shit in Comic Sans and sent that off to people. Like (laughs) fuck, LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) Next level disrespect. Yeah, like that's like that's that corporate disrespect. That's what niggas is really trying to disrespect you in the boardroom and like really trying to like disrespect you economically. And I don't like that shit, man. Comic Sans, oh, that's what niggas get disrespected. I mean, but with. I'm sure LeBron's like, you know, he's exacting his revenge in some way, shape, or form in this form of just conversation. I mean, going to the bank, he exacts yeah. revenge. But see, that's <laughs> the thing. Here's the thing. I was telling somebody this last night. I was like, yo, like, them niggas is getting paid, but they making way more money for the niggas that's paying them. Like, exponentially more. Like, to the point and where... And you know what was fucked up, There's though? no comparison. Like... You know what really like let me know like what really made me happy that I actually didn't go to the NBA because you know I love to play basketball and shit. Yes, this guy can play. He can hold. I'm vouching. Um, but when that whole Donald Sterling shit went down, mm-hmm. it was just the look that Chris Paul had on his face, man. I know Chris Paul loves basketball. I can tell by the way he plays basketball mm-hmm. because for a long time. I tried to invent a dribble move, uh-huh. and Chris Paul does this move to people with the greatest of ease. And it took me about a year to like to try to figure out a new way to dribble that people at the playground hadn't quite seen yet. And he just does this shit to NBA people like it's nothing. Like it's not, like, yeah, like he hits people with this move all the time, and like to see his face, to see like the love of the game, like. Cause like I can see that that shit wasn't there. Like that shit like soured the game up for him. Like, it's, it's a sour game, yo, man. Like I always talk about my cousin. Like that shit, that who played shit in the league on, for six cousins, years. Man. When he came back from you know playing in the league, every year he was just more and more disillusioned with like the NFL. Like man, fuck these niggas and fuck this business, man. This shit is like borderline slavery. So <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? And like. <laughs> They own you, like they own your likeness, they own your number, like they can put they can put you on live, they can put you on motherfucking 2K or whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. you gonna be there and they gonna get paid. Like you, you might get that. paid a little bit, but they gonna get paid a lot. A lot of it. <laughs> right, a lot of it. <laughs> and you gonna be sitting back like, God damn, 
For real? I want some of my last bit. <laughs> I can give a, a where's my motherfucking check every week for bad. Like, I'm not getting that. What's going on? How did this happen? So know. like I'm just saying that like you know, when you look at sports and all that shit, that's why I mean, I fuck with sports, but I don't fuck with sports. Because I be like, man. Yeah, you know what it is. You can see through the. I can know. see through that shit, man. And like a lot of dudes, I know the dudes love the game and love to play. And I appreciate that because it's like, you know, that's how you stay active. It's also oh, a lot man, of. I still love the game. It's yeah. a beautiful fucking game. And it's, it's a lot of. It's the most fun game to play. To it me. really is. Like, <laughs> I, I play basketball after I run, after I work out. Because. I, you know, just want to do something fun to yeah, cool down. It's, it's the most it's, fun yeah, game. It's fun. <laughs> but, like, after, you know, like, I couldn't play. Like, like, football is fun, too, but when you get tackled, it hurts. Football hurts. <laughs> I'll tell you why football was always more fun to me. Like I was always like, you know, a receiver type guy, like I catch the ball and run. Yeah, and I just like get getting away. I like getting away. I mean you get blessed and you get hurt. Hey, look, I got away more. You know why I stopped playing receiver? Why? Because I went up in the air one time to get a ball and somebody hit my legs. Yeah. And that 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 Moment like when you're like upended <laughs> and falling, yeah, and falling oh to the God. ground, you don't know how you gonna land. Yeah, that should be scary. That shit is no fun, son. And it's way more likely to happen on the football field than True. the basketball court. How you feel about soccer? Um, I got kicked like shit one time. <laughs> uh, we played soccer in like eighth grade in the gym. And they gave us they gave us shin guards and everything. And I had a shin guard and everything. It got kicked in the shin and the shit still hurt like a bitch. Like that shit hurt like a motherfucker. And like that that's it. I hey look, salute to everybody who plays soccer. Yo, I got a little cousin Ibrahim, man. My little cousin Ibrahim be playing soccer. He looks he used to look like me. Now he looks like his mom. He's growing up or whatever. Uh -huh. But um he played soccer. He told me he he like won four games single handedly for his team, and they won the championship. So, yo, man, salute to him and everybody who who plays soccer because that's a lot of running. Man, you gotta let him. And, we, we and gotta, you can get kicked. Like, no doubt, you can get kicked in the face. In the face. <laughs> man. I feel like with as a black soccer people, cleat. as African Americans, yo, we gotta get more involved in soccer, yo. We nah, can, soccer is the wave. You know, what we also need to get involved in baseball. Baseball, Baseball, which is a beautiful game. game. That's my game. It's a beautiful game. That's my it's game. It's a very people. fun game. To That's play. my game. It's very fun. You know to what play. we should do? We should organize some fucking baseball for the for the youngins. Oh yeah, that, Zaire. I, I need to get Zaire. That's my son, y'all. Get Zaire in the uh, Baltica City uh, Little League joint. You know he eight now. So oh, shit. at my school. Yeah, that's the, oh, yeah. yeah the field looks real nice. Shout out man. to Parks and Recreations for finally cleaning that shit up. Boys running around with their little uniforms hey, look, on. Their little I wish socks. that shit looked like that when I lived up the street from it. That shit look, I seen look, look, man. The courts got nets. Of course, dope. <laughs> Yo, did you see my little Instagram posts? Is like, yeah, like, out there on the court. Nah, he got Vatican? He's at Vatican, look. Vatican is that wave. Made a couple buckets. He can also officially say he made his first hoops at Vatican Court. That's what's up. Officially. That's what's up. Phone ringing. Pick That's it up. Funny. It's probably the plug. It's probably the Mexican, so. No, it ain't. <laughs> it ain't the Mexican. I ain't. Yeah, man. I'm just out here, though. This is fun, man. Like, what are we, 38 minutes into this thing here? This is just, you know, rolling right along and shit. I don't know. We're going to listen to it later. We're going to turn up. We're going to, like, figure out where we went wrong, what the sound quality is like, all of that. Like, it's going really, I think this is really, really going to work out. 
I like doing it right here. I like this. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to have a couple people over. Have a couple guests. It's gonna be mad fun. Think about have some shorties in here. Cause we definitely need some female opinions and, and women's perspectives on things, you know what I'm saying? I'ma have my local like luminaries, man, my dudes, my fly guys just throwing all the parties, just got all the motherfucking promotions going on in DC coming through. That's definitely important, cause you know, that's like that's the crew, that's the mob. We out here making it happen in Washington DC, like and this is a fun ass town, man. Like, it's a lot of cool shit happening in, in DC. And, uh, you know, I just happened to be, like, privy to a lot of it. I just happened to be on the scene, you know what I'm saying? I like to come around. I like to come out. You know, I'm social. So, yeah, let's go ahead and, you know, see what's going on out here in the streets. Uh, also, I really, really want to have some thought-provoking conversations on here about social issues, man. Like, because shit is real out here, y'all. Like, I mean, and... It's a time and a place to have fun, and that's why I'm going to have all my promoters and all my socialites and all of those people on. But it's also really important for us to know why we doing what we do and what our purpose out here is as as blacks and as, you know, Washingtonians or Detroiters or New Yorkers or Atlantans or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like... Wherever you from, you gotta, you know, understand that like you you owe your community something. You owe like it to the people that's been there, that's there before you, to like make it a better place before you go. Like you know what I'm saying? That's it. Like, cause what the fuck would the world be if everybody just took and then rolled? Like, cause you definitely rolling. You're definitely gonna die. So if you're gonna die, you should definitely leave something behind. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to just chaos and destruction in your wake, you know what I'm saying? Like, give back to the hood, man. Let the people know that you really cared and that you really wanted to do something big out here, man. And this is like one of the ways that I feel like I'm I'm giving back. This is something that I always wanted to do. I always wanted to have a voice. I always wanted to speak, you know? My dad, George Wilson, that's my guy. George Wilson III, GW on the Hill. He has been doing radio, has been traveling the world, reporting on everything for years and years and years, man. All my life, basically, you know what I mean? And, like, I definitely have inherited the gift, inherited the love for broadcasting and telling the story of those who don't really get a chance to tell their story. And I just want to pass that on. I did it through music. I still do it through music. And right now, I just want to do it as eloquently and as articulately as possible on these airwaves and in people's earbuds and on your cell phone and, you know, in your area, basically, man. My co-host, Zay, for the first episode, I want to shout him out heavy. We got it in today, man. This was fun. We're going to see if we can get right back to it. Why?